Welcome to Friendship with God. Today, Tom Cantor will teach us from Genesis chapter 3 on how the devil was hunting Adam through Eve all the while he was talking to her and making bolder and bolder statements. This message is available for free download on iTunes.com. Just search for the Friendship with God podcast, or you can listen to it for free or download it at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org can also support this Bible teaching, Old Testament teaching radio program with Tom Cantor by donating online at friendshipwithgod.org or calling us now or after the program at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. You can also go to friendshipwithgod.org. To sign up for Tom Cantor's daily devotional verse, just one verse from the Bible, and a short one, two, three sentence commentary on that verse. You can sign up for Tom Cantor's daily devotional verse by going to friendshipwithgod.org, where you can find that daily devotional verse by connecting with Tom Cantor on Facebook. Just search for Tom Cantor or Friendship with God on Facebook. Now, here's Tom Cantor teaching us from Genesis chapter 3 how the devil was hunting Adam through Eve all the while that he was talking to Eve and making bolder and bolder statements. Father, we thank you so much for gathering us together, Lord, and we thank you for being our teacher this morning as we want you to. We know ourselves this morning. We know it's so easy, Lord, for us to come to a passage like this and, and to ask Eve, how could you be so dumb? But, Lord, we know that but for the grace of God, we'll go there. And so, Lord, this morning we pray that that they'd help us open, Lord, our blind eyes and and uh, and uh, unstop our deaf ears, Lord, and 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 warm our cold hearts this morning, that we might hear from you, Lord, as we study your word and and retain it in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Now, uh, look here as we go. We're going to be looking again at this this very instructive passage here in Genesis chapter three, verses one through eight. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of the tree, uh, of every tree in the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. We saw last week the importance of certain words that appear within this passage here because they really instruct us. Like the words in verse 1 where it says, He said unto the woman. Now here's the serpent. and We've already seen how he's carefully planned out. These weren't just words that he pulled out of the air and what he said here, but he's carefully planned out the death 
of Eve and then of Adam through Eve. And so when it says here, he said unto the woman, you can see this direction. You can see the arrow-shaped head of the snake, of the serpent, serpent as he's zeroed in on Eve here, focused in on her, locked on her, as it were. And he's got this, and because he's got, he's got a present for her, in his concealed fangs, he's got poisonous venom, and he's just waiting for his time to strike. And so he's drawing her in, but he's hunting for her. She doesn't know it. Like in Proverbs 6.26, it speaks about the whorish woman. It says, for by means of a whorish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread. And then it says, and the adulteress will hunt for the precious life. See? So with those words, and he said unto the woman, we can see the hunt is on. And that Satan, through the serpent, is hunting for the precious life. That's Eve. And she's going, she's going, she's following along. Just like it says in, in, in Proverbs 7 about the man who follows the adulteress, it says, with her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her words, lips, she forced him. And he goeth after her straight away. And it says, till a dart strike through his liver. He wasn't expecting that. He didn't see it coming. But the dart was already set out for him. And it says, as the bird hastes to the snare, and knows not that it is for his life. So he was totally unaware of what's happening. That's Eve. Totally unaware of what's going on here. But we're seeing in this chapter, Satan used much fair speech to cause Eve to yield. And, and the serpent then setting off that dart into her liver, and she has no idea. So let's see more what happened. First of all, the serpent has to get Eve within striking range. He's got to get her there. And this he does through, through suggestive words. Very interesting suggestive words he uses. First he puts out this question. Not just any question, but this question which is designed to insert something into her mind. What's the question? You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Those words we saw turned Eve's mind by the suggestiveness of it to a negative spirit. I can't eat of any tree of the garden. It's a negative orientation that he gets her in. He's pointing her, you might say, to a religion of negativity. It's so easy for us to fall into the trap of negativity and criticism. You know, that spirit will choke, will choke you and me out of the joy that God gives. You, well, you, well, well, you know, that Benny Hinn, let me tell you what's wrong with him. You know. And Joel Osteen, don't go away, I got a lot to say against him. And those Roman Catholics, oh, boy, let me tell you what's wrong with them. And the abortionists, and the evolutionists, Mormons and JWs, and, and, and on, and on, and on. And, and I haven't seen you say amen, so I'm worried about you. <laughs> <laughs> All right? <laughs> that's a critical negative spirit. And that, once it starts, it just finds fault everywhere. And it's looking for fault. And, and when a critical negative spirit comes in, there's something wrong with everything. And, it gets, and it's not long before God gets the blame. Oh, you can't eat of any tree in this garden. Oh, that's bad God. Put you here like that. 
Well, sin can always be traced back to what you believe about God. Sin can all you can when you what you believe about God sets you up either to sin or not sin. And so what he's doing here is he's manipulating her to believe a lie about God, that God is not good. And that's what he's got to do in order to set her up to sin. If you really believe, if you believe God is good, you won't sin. If you believe God is evil, you'll sin. Just that simple. In Genesis 39, 9, you remember when Joseph was propositioned by Potiphar's wife and then you know, to, to sleep with him. And, and then what he said, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? See, that's Genesis 39, 9. How can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? I believe God is so good, I can't do that against his person, against him. In Matthew 7, when the Lord was speaking to those who had to depart from him, he said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. What does that also mean? I never knew you, you never knew me. What, so you, what are you doing? You're committing iniquity. And you remember when the, when the one person who had received the, the one talent, and he went and hid it, which was wicked of him, and then in Matthew 25, 24, what happened is that when he responded back to the Lord, he said, I knew thee. He said that. I knew thee, that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. He didn't know God at all. He didn't know the Lord Jesus Christ, but he said he thought he did, see? But because of what he believed about him, he did wrong. It's very important what a person believes about God. So those four words are very, very important. I mean, those words that he said to her, you know, well, you just can't from any of the garden, you know. Then in verse 2, Eve responds back. And that's the big, big problem. Eve had no business talking after the first comment that he made. She should have said, you don't sound right, and left. But she didn't. But, and the problem is, and the woman said. That's the problem. That's what it says in verse 2. And the woman said unto the serpent. That's a big problem. Conversing with the deceiver, see? And we contrast that with what the Lord Jesus Christ said in his temptation. Remember? Get thee behind me, Satan. She says in, in verse 3, Well, we, we just can't eat of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the midst of the garden, the, tree, the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden. She doesn't name it. She just says, well, this tree, which is in the midst of the garden, it's right here in the middle of the garden. How inconvenient that it should be in the middle of the garden since you've got me on this negative spirit now. And furthermore, God says you can't touch it. Well, that's not fair. It's right there in the middle of the garden. I've got to walk around it every day. What if I trip? What if I fall? What if I accidentally touch it? Then what? I die? But I can't tell you how many. Uh, it's an addition. It's clearly an addition. It's not what God said. It's an addition to what God said. 
And it's not what God said. And I can't tell you how many of my dear Orthodox Jewish friends will, will, will say something from the Bible, which is true, and then in the same breath say something else that's like, it's not in the Bible. You know, like, for example, last week we were talking about, and I said, and Moses saw God with the 70 elders on Mount Sinai. And the Orthodox Jewish man said, yes, he saw God. And he said, and God was wearing tefillin, he said. (laughs) I said, I don't remember that. (laughs) I don't even know why God would wear tefillin. But anyway, (laughs) he has to keep his word in front of him. But it's an addition. It's an addition. Eve said, lest you die. She said, lest you die. That's not exactly the same of what God said, is it? In, verse, in chapter 2, verse 17, you look over there, you see chapter two seventeen. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. Lest, uh, well, you see, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt, see it says here, surely die. Surely die. Literally, it's reading, in dying, you'll die. It says dying twice. In dying, you die. That's a very special form of double emphasis. It's like saying, in eating, eat, which is what I always did. (laughs) In putting on your coat, put on your coat. Picking up after yourself, pick up after yourself. It's a double emphasis. It's a particular form. You only find that in the Hebrew language. It's only in Hebrew language. And it's called the JMF. Form. It's the Jewish mother form. <laughs> because Jewish mothers are the only mothers in the world that do that. They say things twice. They overemphasize they emphasize twice. See? So this is the Jewish mother form where God says, In dying you'll die. See? There's other places too. With desire have I desired. In uh, talking about Elias, it said he earnestly prayed. That's a, even though it's in Greek, it was still the Hebrew, that form. Uh, he prayed in his prayer. See it many, many times. Okay? So you remember Jewish mother form when you see that. Now, verse 4. Now comes the bold statement. You shall not surely die. Now it says you shall not surely die because it's the exact same words as uh, copying from Genesis 2.17. He used dying twice. He said you, in dying you won't die. Dying you won't die. That's what he said. With those words now, the serpent has now struck that's the strike right there. All the rest of the stuff was getting even position. But here's the strike. Here goes the poisonous venom. First injection of poisonous venom is now into Eve. You know, like every snake bite, it doesn't hurt. You know, first doesn't hurt. Very small little pins. But it's entered. And it's spreading that venom throughout Eve. And she doesn't know. But he just has said with the same uh, double emphasis, you shall not surely die. Just like God. Sounds like God. With that way, Satan has just stepped right into the place of God with those words. Just like God. He used the language of God. You remember that when the Lord Jesus Christ was tempted in the wilderness, that uh, he said, If you be the Son of God, command these stones to be made man into bread. He answered, It's written. The Lord Jesus Christ answered, It's written. Uh, Man shall not live, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into a high, into the holy city, and set up on a pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. He said that. And then he said, For it is written. So, what's this? Satan carrying a Bible? King James Bible at that? (laughs) 
<laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> anyway, he's carrying a Bible, and he's talking like God, and he's using the Bible, saying, look, this is what it says. He shall give his angels concerning thee, charge concerning thee, and in their hands shall they bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And so he said, if you use the word of God, I'll use the word of God. That's why it's so important for us in 2 Timothy 2.15 to study thyself approved unto God. What? A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. What's that mean, rightly dividing the word of truth? That means that this verse about angels taking care of you in case you fall, gets divided over into the in case you fall category, not into the category of throwing yourself off a building. See, that's rightly dividing. It's so easy for us to fall into the trap of negativity and criticism. You know, that spirit will will choke you and me out of the joy that God gives. Without way, Satan has just stepped right into the place of God with those words. Just like God. He used the language of God. That's why it's so important for us in 2 Timothy 2.15 to study thyself approved unto God. What? A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing. All right, so there's a progression here with Satan. And we see this how the devil is moving from more and more boldness. More and more boldness. And she's being brought along, and she doesn't even know it. Step one. Yes, yes. I agree with you, yes. God has said, you should not eat of the tree of every garden. No, it wasn't we eat for just one. We couldn't eat one. Step one. Where's he got her in step one? Right where he wants her, in a state of doubt. I'm not quite sure exactly what he said. Touch, something like that. I don't know. Step two, neither shall you touch it. I wonder what happens if I accidentally fall and touch it. That's not fair. Where's he got her? Right where he wants her, in a state of mistrust. Mistrust. Mistrust God, see? Getting her to believe something that's not true about God. Something bad about God. Step three, lest you die. You might die. As in, maybe you'll die if you touch it. I'm so confused right now, I don't really know what I believe. See? What's he got her in? Just where he wants her. In a state of wavering. She's wavering around right now. And then, finally, the strike. You should not surely die. Now where's he have her? In the state of unbelief. That's unbelief right there. When he says, you shall not surely die. That's an absolute opposite of what God said. You see how he moved her along? He moved her along until he could hit her with the venom of, of unbelief, and then he's got her. That pattern is exactly what happens today. Over and over again, you can see it in believing college kids, when they go off to a godless college, not prepared for the battle, the professor says, now the Bible says that everything was created in six literal days. Do you really believe that? Well, let's see, I don't know. Doubt. I always got it. First step, just like you. Doubt, doubt. Well, the Bible does say that a day is like a thousand years. Maybe a thousand years to say, right where he's got it, wavering. Doubt, wavering. The professor says, anyone who believes in creation is stupid. Well, I wonder if God wants me to be stupid. Well, what's he got? 
mistrusting God. Mistrusting God. God wants to make me stupid. Mistrusting God, right? And then the, the professor comes out with the bold lie, just like Satan, and says, there was surely a big bang in billions of years. That's how everything came about. Once you got that, you got unbelief. You got unbelief. Then you got the venom, see? Now, verse 5. God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Here again, we, say, we see God. He's mimicking the word of God. He's, 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 <laughs> he's sounding like God. In the day you eat thereof. He said, God said, you'll die. And in the day you eat thereof, no, your eyes are going to be open. You'll be as gods. See? It's all about in the day. Okay? He's exactly the same word. Now again, he introduces mistrust. Mistrust of God. God doth know. Oh, what does God know? God knows that, ooh, that's in. Here comes the second injection of the venom into Eve, this poisonous venom is going to Eve. What's this meaning? What is he saying here? God doth know. God's envious of you. He's got to keep you under his thumb. God's very weak. He's very weak, and he's got to force you into a state of dependence. You need a crutch, he says to you. He's keeping something back from you. God doth know. What happens to your eyes? Is there any truth? What, happens, what actually happens to your eyes in death? They close, right? But he says, oh, no, the opposite will happen. They'll be open. He says, you won't die. He says, you'll be open. Instead, instead of your eyes closing in death, you're going to see a new light, a new understanding. Now, notice what, what Satan uh, promised Eve in verse 5. You shall be as gods. That's the word Elohim. You shall be as Elohim. That's what the word is. You shall be as Elohim. That's what the word is. You'll be like God the Father. You'll like, be like God the Son. You'll be like God the Holy Spirit. He promised Eve a higher position, a higher station, which is what he wanted. That's what Satan wanted, and that's what caused the whole fall, right? He wanted to ascend. That was the big word with him. Ascend above the throne of God. Then he said that Eve would know good and evil. That's another promise. That was a promise of being independent of God. Why do we need God? We need God to tell us what's right and wrong. We need God to tell us that's good, that's bad, and that's dependence on God. That's a good thing. That's a very good thing. We need to do that. You want to get practice in that? There's a book in the Bible that help you a lot, Book of Psalms. Fifteen times in the Bible, the phrase, teach me, appears. Fourteen of them are in the Psalms. Teach me. God says, teach me. Show me thy paths, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. Psalm 25, 5. First of all, Psalm 25, 4. Psalm 25, 5. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Psalm 86, 11. Teach me thy way, O Lord. I walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. Psalm 119.66, teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. Psalm 119.68, thou art good, doest good, teach me thy statutes. Psalm 119.124, deal with thy servant according to thy mercy, teach me thy statutes. 119.135, make thy face to shine upon thy servant, teach me thy statutes. 143.10, teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. 
Lead me into the land of uprightness. Bottom line, we need God to teach us. We need God to teach us. We depend on God to teach us what's right, what's wrong. We don't want to be independent from God. But that was the offer that was given to Eve. You don't need God anymore. Thank you for joining Tom Cantor and the Friendship with God radio program today. As we've been mentioning, Tom Cantor is the owner and operator of the Creation and Earth History Museum, and we're having Museum Day 2014 coming up on Saturday, September 27th from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Now, for more information on that, as we'll have great guest speakers like Tom Cantor, Ray Comfort, Eric Hoven, and many other wonderful speakers, as well as our theme this year of Noah's Ark with real wildlife animals from zebras to zorses to legless lizards, as well as a Noah's Ark adventure land with games, petting zoos, rides, bouncies, and face painting, and more, as well as previewing the new Genesis 3D movie. For more information, go to creationsd.org, creationsd.org, or you can call us at 800-247-3051 for more information, 800 800- 247-3051. Now, if you'd like to support Tom Cantor and the Friendship with God radio program, you can do so by going online to friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can give a one-time donation, or you can call us with a monthly or one-time donation at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051 to support the Friendship with God Bible teaching radio program. Now, if you'd like to support Jewish evangelism and the gospel going to the Jew first as Romans 1.16 commands, you can go online to israelrestoration.org, israelrestoration.org. Or for more information on supporting Jewish evangelism, you can call us with your support or questions at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Thanks for listening to Tom Cantor and the Friendship with God radio program. 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Join us again tomorrow at this same time.